Hey folks, it's Jeff Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you are listening to my podcast called Successfully Funded. Here we go. Let's turn it up. Turn it up. Yeah! Woo! Hey, crowdfunders! How is everybody doing? We are on episode 86 of the Successfully Funded podcast, where I talk to project creators. Uh, either during their campaign, while they're being, fu- you know, while they're already been successfully funded, or I talk to them right after, like today's episode. So for today's episode, we are going to be talking to Mutag, M-U-T-A-G, and we're going to be talking to Lang Me, and uh, we're going to be talking about, you know, the world's smallest loss prevention device. Uh, Lang talks about how he had a little incident while he was traveling; somebody ganked his bag. So he did the best thing that you can do, right? Put all that energy into something positive and end up creating uh, a protection, a loss prevention device. So that's what we're going to be talking about coming up on today's episode, like I said, episode 86. So hopefully everybody had a great weekend. Hopefully you guys all said happy Mother's Day. Nobody out there slacked. Hmm. Did you get those flowers? I don't know, did you do some yard work for for the mom or something? You know, knock out a couple tasks or, or, or to-dos. Um, so yeah, hopefully everybody had a great Mother's Day. I spent most of it working, uh, you know, making it sound good uh, uh, at the church. But um, but yeah, so what is everybody up to this week, man? It's a it's a new week. It's uh it's exciting stuff. We've got a we've got some interesting things coming on around here. Um, you know, we we I what well, I started something last week that I'm going to try again this week, and it's I'm shutting off notifications. What I noticed um, last week when I was trying this out, and, and the, you know, again, this is me trying to constantly be more productive and 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 finding new ways to to uh, approach things. Is I actually disconnected quite a bit last week just to focus on tasks and to dos, right? Like really hunker down that if there's a task, I'm knocking it out, right? And what I found is that when I get into these things, any sort of ding or notification from my mail or an app or whatever the fuck it is, news, Facebook, man, I, I look away. And then I got to, it takes me time to come back. And I've read, I've read a lot of stuff. I mean, I've read stuff on this that, yeah, you're supposed to do it. But I, I really, I tried to put it into practice. So I'm going to try again this week. And I, I'm encouraging everybody else out there, man, if, if this is something you're struggling with of like getting, you know, mini distractions where it just pulls, pulls your, you know, your thought process for a second, try this out. The other thing I'm using is, uh, I think it's called Pomodoro. Um, it's a little, yeah, P O M O D O R O, Pomodoro. Um, it's a, it's a, uh, you know, it's an app or what, or I'm sorry, Chrome extension. And you just literally put in there, you know, that you want to go for 10 minutes and it, you know, it, it keeps down a timer. And when you hit 10 minutes, you take a quick break and you go back and, and you do it. You're supposed to do it really in 20 minute in- increments, I think is, is what the, the Pomodoro technique is really. You work, 20, 20 or 25, I think it might be 25 minutes. And you just, you know, you hunker down, you focus for those 20, 25 minutes, and then you take a quick five-minute break, and then you go right back. Yeah, 25 minutes. And, you know, you just really focus it down. So that's something, too, that I, I have used in the past. Um, and I think that's helped, too. So I'm going to really, I guess that's my kind of my work for this week is I'm going to be focusing down on, on this sort of productivity hack or whatever you want to call it just to just to really 
focus and get down on to-dos, right? That's, that's what we're all trying to do. We're trying to knock out our, our, our lists, you know, as fast as possible with as much accuracy as possible and, and making sure that we're hitting, hitting home runs the whole time. So, so you know, as some of you know, we do here on the podcast, I'm doing an AMA where you can ask me anything. And what I do is I, I actually give you my number. I know it's crazy and I haven't gotten anything ridiculous yet, but I'm going to give it out again. So it's 248-264-3464, 248-264-3464. You should write that down um, or put it in your phone and you can text me questions that you might have regarding uh, crowdfunding, uh, growth hack, social media, list building, you know, website design, anything that, that, you know, you have a question on regarding, you know, kind of digital marketing, really just digital marketing, text it to me and uh, I'll go ahead and answer it on the podcast. So last week we didn't get one or the last episode I didn't get one, but I got another one. So I want to thank Brad out there for, for sending me a text. Uh, and Brad's question came in as he was in the middle of a campaign and he's really nervous that he doesn't know what's going to be happening next. So, um, this is, and this is kind of around that sort of last week or last 48 hours of the campaign and what he should be expecting. So, uh, so I went and checked out the, the, the project and, 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 you know, you know, dove into a little bit and he, he's really, he's on this guy, Brad, he's on a, on a great, great path. Um, uh, to have a, a supposedly it looks like to me, you know, as an outsider, it looks, it looks like he should have a strong week, uh, last week of the campaign. So, so traditionally in all crowdfunding campaigns, you know, that, that we see is that you want to see a big spike, uh, on the first, you know, 50 hours, 48 hours, 56 hours, somewhere in that ballpark, you want to see a huge spike. You want to see all that pre-launch work that you put in, come in. And then traditionally in almost every campaign, the middle is a bit slow. You know, there's just not much activity. You know, you're maybe getting one or two pledges. You're seeing a pledge drop off, then come back on, stuff like that. That's usually where, you know, you get some of that panic, right? That's, uh, and that's where I take a lot of my calls, uh, frankly, um, is where people are in that moment. But that last 48 hours is where you really should see a, a, a huge uptick. You should see a lot of the people who are procrastinating over the last, you know, 20-some days or so. You should see those people start jumping on board. Um, but really, you're, you know, we, we try to anticipate the last 48 hours, you know, basically mirroring what you had in the first 48 hours or so. Um, and if you've done your homework and you've done your work correctly and you've, you've been active over the last 20-some days, you should see a, a huge return at the end, too. That's the other thing, too, is if you go down with the ship in the middle, right, you get distracted, you get, um, you know, f- just feeling underwhelmed or just, you know, emotionally, you know, where you're just... You, just think giving up kind of right. If you're kind of thrown in the towel in the middle there, um, you you will not have a strong last couple of days. So that's why you want to really keep that momentum going, you know, backer updates during the middle. Um, you want to have, uh, you, you know, maybe doing some Facebook live or Kickstarter live events that you're pointing people to, 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 to check out your project or your, you know, your campaign, or, you know, maybe there's some insight you can do during that. So you really, even though you might not be getting backers, you want to keep that like m- marketing momentum, I don't even know if that's a term or not, but you know, kind of still going over those you know two weeks or so where you're maybe not seeing a ton of, of of backers, but what you're doing is you're really putting the ball on the tee for the last week, right? That that last week is just through the roof. So so it's important to keep um, positive during you know during that we call it the trough of despair around here, um, so that you're really kind of jumping into that last like I said the last forty eight hours, really having a, a huge home run and 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 pushing you over the 
you know, really pushing you over the edge uh, on your campaign. So, you know, during that time too, you might want to, you know, maybe announce something at the very end, maybe announce a, a, a brand new reward or something. So there's, there's, there's techniques you can do in there, but, uh, but great question, Brad. I really appreciate you uh, sending me that text and asking, hopefully I answered it for you. Um, if you want to talk more about it, um, again, just shoot me an email, jeff at woodshed.agency. And for you listeners out there, if you guys have a question or you're something, you know, something's you're struggling with, Shoot me a text, 248-264-3464, and I will answer it on next episode. So, like I said, we're on episode 86 here. We're talking to Moo Tag, and um, this was an interesting conversation um, for the fact that, that uh, you know, younger entrepreneur, uh, this is his first first time out, but I, I really want you to listen to the entrepreneur spirit of, of moving from China, coming here to, you know, to, to learn English, to kind of be thrown to the wolves, per se. Um, so Lang, Lang did an awesome job. Campaign was over $100,000, and, and uh, it's already funded. So if you want more information, you know, you just kind of you have to search MUTAG, M-U-T-A-G, and um, shoot him an email on the website and stuff like that. But uh, really great campaign. And he's playing in a field that you're seeing more and more develop, this sort of um, Bluetooth, GPS, loss prevention. And we've talked to a couple project creators like that here on the episode. I can think of Ping comes to mind if you want to go back and listen to that episode. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So, but yeah. So hopefully you guys had a great weekend, great Mother's Day. I know I'm feeling pretty good. We've got a, you know, got a pretty big week here. Uh, my dad's surgery is coming up this Friday, so I'll keep everybody obviously up to date on that. But um, but yeah, so yeah, we got another one in the books here. So let me go ahead and kick in my conversation with Moo Tag. So let's do a quick sound check, Lang. Uh, so what did you have for breakfast this morning? <laughs> Surprisingly, I had breakfast this morning. <laughs> okay. So well, I usually you know. don't have breakfast and, you know, don't have time this morning since, you know, I stay at home to, you know, take this interview. So I decided to eat breakfast before, you know, interview with you. I had uh, just garbage with tea. That's all. Okay. Actually, Okay. Yeah. So, so it doesn't sound like breakfast is a big part of your day. Um, should be, but it's not. Not right. Okay. All right. Well, you can always work on, on getting to that. All right. Everything, I think everything sounds good to me. Uh, so why don't we start off with you telling my listeners um, what you just finished up raising money for on Kickstarter? Yeah. So we just raised $106,000 on Kickstarter on our Kickstarter campaign and last Saturday, uh, 11 a.m. And an interesting fact, um, Marshall released our video and our um you know on facebook on their website at right 11 a.m moment no <laughs> oh. well it happens well have, are you uh well, well, well what what is it what are you raising money what did you raise money for um for our production cost of their mutag what what's the what's the mutag um mutag is a very tiny bluetooth chip that allowed you to track everything you cherish the most. So it works by sending a signal to your phone or your wearable device. So the mutai will alert you when you leave something important behind unintentionally or people try to steal from you. Hmm. So, so this works through Bluetooth is what you're saying? Yes, that's correct. And, and, and like wh- where is, you know, what was the original kind of concept or the idea for this? Where, where did that come from? So... 
I was in Paris, 2015 spring. Sounds pretty romantic city, you know. Um, I stayed in one of the coffee shops and then play on my phone. And suddenly, I realized I could not find my bag, my backpack with my MacBook Air and other or important document inside. Oh so man, it was like disaster.、Uh, it's like. Two weeks before my final exam, study abroad in Paris. So I have to like learn to use French keyboard, type out ten pages of paper that I already finished half in my old laptop.、Um, yeah, it was like really crazy experience. So yeah, I said like you know I saw like people are so smart. This must be someone have created product to solve this common problem. You know,、mm-hmm. so I went to check on Kickstarter, Indiegogo, Amazon, any product I can find. I bought all those. I check it out on.、Um, And now, then, serve the core of their problem is how can I prevent that people steal from me? How can I prevent people steal from me next time when I travel in Paris? Existing solution are really focused on hope you found stuff that is already lost. You realize lost, and you go to find where they are、mm-hmm. by showing where things are on your smartphone, your small and local vicinity. Very limited use case. Wow, that's cool. So. Is this something that you like studied at school? I mean, h- how do you go from you know it being an idea because you know you're solving a problem that you had into making this a something that just funded on Kickstarter? Yeah. Um. So I studied for information management and、uh, entrepreneurship in、um, CU Boulder, University of Colorado Boulder. So I personally doesn't have enough technical skill to you know build an entire. Hardware and software. So I found their team along the way. So I found my co-founder in September 2015. Then we built prototype, and then we got another PhD on board. So that's how we built so small. And、uh, we got people, you know, who you know study CS, join board to build their、uh, app and build a website. So I kind of like ideal person, and、uh, you know the ideal guy, but also. You know, be able to gather more resource coming into this venture. Be able to encourage people or say inspire people. You know, to solve the problem together because it's real. It's a real problem. But does our solution good enough? I think so. At least I'm trying really hard because the problem is a real problem. Right, right, right. That's cool. So, what was kind of the first step、um, that you took? You know, to 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 get this project moving forward, when you realize that you you know you had the idea for it, um, I had the idea around May 2015. So I did based on my research, you know, like between 2015 and September, I tried to author stuff. So I talked with my roommate at that time. He was you know studying master of electrical engineering at CU Boulder, and、uh, he told me it's totally doable. And then you know just require some engineering people help me. The reason I did was RFID, and the, for author the reason doesn't end up work out. I went to all kind of meetups that you know I can go like one million club. It's a lot. They have a lot of branch across the US. Um, you know, builder startup um meetups, those kind of stuff. Um, yeah, but due to my age, you know, also like not that experienced people. Are, yeah, it's just idea. You know, no one really pay much attention what I'm doing, but. I just still keep doing. I reach out to professor, reach out to you know engineer, people in engineering school. You know, introduce me to people. I even did put flyer into um the lobby of engineer building or different whiteboard. Try to you know 
have people to come to talk with me. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. So, you know, are there any limitations um, with Bluetooth in terms of like this, this sort of technology? Is there anything that, that, um, that, that hinders it, uh, battery life or anything like that that you worked on? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so what we thought is we don't want to build another Bluetooth tracker device on the market like everyone does. There's already mm-hmm. plenty on the market. So we just think back. What the problem we try to serve is we try to... So we identify loss in three different ways. People are talking about, you know, loss, loss, but they're actually we identify in three different scenarios. Misplaced, forgotten, and stolen. So misplaced is like you found where's your key. You know it's at home, but you don't know where they are. Forgotten is you heading to the airport on the way. You forgot your passport at home. You know where's your passport, but you just forgot it. You waste time to go back to pick up. And uh, stolen is basically like my case. People steal from you. Mm-hmm. So you, I thought about the problems I'm trying to focus on later too, forgotten, stolen. So actually, I'm doing the reverse thinking. Rather than hope you found where they are after you realize they lost it, you know, which is typical solution. Oh, you found where you lost it. But we actually make the range shorter. Depends where they are, the range you adjust it to yourself um, to notify you. Either you forgot unintentionally or people try to steal from you. How? For example, um, you know, you're heading to, for example, um, your flight to London. I can know why you fly to London. I will explain the technique background. So we'll generate list of stuff for you to bring. Before you leave home, head to, you know, the airport. We'll, you know, check, automatically check if you forgot anything behind. Rather than, you arrive at the airport. All right, that's really bad. I forgot my charger, so I have to buy a new charger. Right. Oh, all right, I forgot my passport. Yeah, I have to drive back home to pick up passport. You know where they are. You just waste your time. You, you, you know, also being stressed. This is a problem. That's cool. So what, you know, over the last couple of years here, what was the biggest pivot that you had to do or the biggest roadblock that, that you ran into that you just couldn't solve or, or had to work around? Um, the biggest prop technique problem will be Battery life. Um, so as you're, you know, asking the last question. So our product, their core is per- loss prevention rather than found where they are. So the communication between the tag and the phone actually is very frequent, um, very frequent, which consume a lot of power on the on the tag itself. On um, second part, we require the size super small. As you press here on Kickstarter, um, the size is like way smaller than any product in the market. So we just had to make it replaceable and rechargeable. So we have a charger for the um, battery as well. This is how you know we can make the size small, but we still want to make the tag last for three months mm. for a single one charge. So which is wow, enough for great. a long trip, yeah. That's really great. And, and, and then kind of the follow-up to that, like what, what's the moment that you knew you really actually had something here where, where all the pieces kind of fell into place? Did, did you have a moment like that? Um, maybe my personality different. So um, I, I think a lot of like, like high strategy level about like, you know, next couple months, nothing next couple, just next couple months. I don't think startups should think that far. You know, you just like don't have their vision see too far and then put into action so like i i barely had those kind of moments i always you know 
I know that this is not going to work out, so I have to, you know, figure out a way to solve this problem, solve this problem. But from the beginning uh, to the end, um, I always believe entrepreneur, as long as you serve the right problem, you're, serve, you're doing the right thing. Maybe you didn't figure out the right solution, then, you know, you just have to work hard to find better people to serve the technique, you know, the technique problem. But if the real problem that consumers are facing is real, it's not something you made up. There's always a future for the venture. So right. this is like my fundamental belief. So this is why I was like, this is a, there's a future for this, you know, for this idea. And in fact, it's like my third startup while, you know, I'm in, in college. So like kind of have a little bit more strength compared, you know, to other, other entrepreneurs because my failure that I had. So where did you grow up? Um, I originally grew up in China. So uh, I moved to the U.S. when I was 18. When you were 18? Yeah, so oh, wow. four years, yeah. Well, and, you know, so what was like the entrepreneur spirit like there? I mean, is this something that you've always kind of felt like being a part of? Like, you, did you always know you wanted to start your own company? Or, you know, where did that come from? Um, a big part would come from my diet. Um, you know, since I was very young, I always want, you know, definitely at the end will run my own business. Maybe traditional, you know, maybe like a hotel or something like that. This is my initial thought when I was, you know, in probably in primary school. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I go into middle school and high school, especially this one of the moments that really influenced me is on uh, when Steve Jobs passed away. It was a huge moment in China, like almost all news publishers cover about this. And also at the very moment, the second week after he passed away, his, his biograph was, um, you know, published. I bought the Chinese v- version I read it, and it was pretty empowered, like, you know, an entrepreneur can make such a profound, you know, influence to people around and to their world, you know, yeah. to their smartphone. I was like, I think so cool. So... This is how like inspired me, you know, to come to US to study abroad. I know it's always the great place to be for high tech venture, for sure. That's why I didn't even have a second thought, all right, I may go to Australia or, you know, UK or Canada. US definitely in terms of, you know, technology sector is like one definitely the best. And then Chinese, um, right now, I think they're Chinese uh, internet ventures that actually is really booming. You know, there are a lot of cutting-edge companies like DJI for drone. You know, um, there are a lot of great, brilliant ideas out there as well. So That's cool. Well, uh, well, how did you get from... I mean, you're in Colorado right now, correct? Yeah. How, how did you get to Colorado in terms of, like, you know, school and... and, and you know, so yeah. what's that story? Yeah, that's an interesting part. Like, why I come to Colorado as such an unknown place, yeah. especially Boulder. Right. It's very unknown. Um, so while I was in high school, so after I take the SAT, you know, down all the work supposed to do to apply for school, um, I get into like Utah Irvine, uh, Utah State, and then uh, University of Denver. Um, so I decided to come to Denver because I check online, seemed pretty cool, um, good view, you know, great, you know, great weather compared to Utah. The reason I didn't choose, like, oh, also I think I get into somewhere in the East Coast as well. Um, So 
Yeah, my thought is my English was not good at that time, so I suppose should not go into a place that have a lot of you know international like Chinese student.、Mm-hmm. And then you know it's pretty hard for me to adopt to the local culture to improve my in- English and get out of my own culture bubble. Otherwise, like what's the point to come study abroad, right? If you just keep、right. speak the same language, you know, doing the same thing every day and eat the same food. This is not the purpose why I I come, you know. So I did all right. The first two year, I need go somewhere that you know can really, really make me learn more about American culture and improve myself as well. So that's why I decided you know come a place like Colorado that very not you know have a lot of foreigner obviously <laughs> pretty wide. Right, 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 right. But I I'm so lucky I made a good choice. People are, have a healthy lifestyle. Beautiful mountain. Those are really attractive stuff to me as well.、Um, yeah. So when I was in the University of Denver, my friend drove me to Boulder. I realized, oh, that city not only beautiful, but also have a great startup community. Like have TechStar there and a lot of famous company, you know, start from、mm-hmm. here. So I decided, all right, I'm going to transfer from University of Denver to CU Boulder. This is how you know I, I know in Boulder. Wow, that's that's great. So. Are there any like? Do you feel like you have any personal habits that 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 you know you've either taken from your upbringing, or you know that you applied to this Kickstarter or applied to this this this、um, your first you know entrepreneur venture here, first startup company? Do, do you feel like there's any、um, personal habits that you have that 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 you have that contribute to your success? Personal habit. Um. I feel very comfortable to reach out to people, to ask, to ask for help.、Mm-hmm. Um, that is like a big part. As long as you ask, you know, there's no chance. If you don't ask, there's no chance. So like,、right. I always ask people around me to help. Ask people, you know, who are way more strength to to teach me. Just you know, talk over coffee. That's definitely it's one of the major factor. I think they're being. Our you know startup come over here is like or hosteling. We're like we have no money, we have no experience, but we have this passion. We just you know don't give up. We're just always going to talk with people. Show up every single pitch competition. Show up every you know meeting that you can go that you can meet with mentor. Build connection, follow up. Those are actually very feasible thing you can do when you were young. No you know credibility, no money, or also no experience. But what you can do is always. Open, build, bring opportunity to yourself. Not say wait,、right. wait, wait. Opportunity come to you. That I think that you know, being comfortable with networking, being comfortable with chat, that would be big part, I guess. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, what what do you think your biggest challenge has been so far as an entrepreneur?、Mm. That's very. Big question. I mean, I, there's a lot of challenge to me.、Uh, hard to think was like big challenge. Fundraising is pretty big challenge. It's、mm-hmm. like very big challenge. And、um, since you know, again, it's about you know, have you, you know, how, what kind of credential have you ha- have you had? You know, how can you prove you can you know make this become a successful venture? Those are risk investing. Us very risky from investor standpoint. I, I completely understand. You know. Very experienced team, and、uh, you know, also foreign as well. So, fundraising is challenging. Second big part will be、um, motivate people around me 
uh, and also not make them feel being annoyed or you know make them feel being pushed. Like a big fact, a big part of myself is like I push myself really hard, but I should not do this to other people. Mm-hmm. Just like my co-founder told to me, because not everyone can be you. Not everyone can you know hold the same kind of responsibility like you. Like today, I I, I went to sleep at five, and I know this morning. You know, I I will have a you know oh interview with you. So like I know I have to wake up. Doesn't matter what happens because I made the promise. So you know, like I can't like expect other people to do the same. Push them work really hard late, and then you know if they come or late meeting, I still say why you come late meeting. Those kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I definitely have lost stuff to learn in terms of you know how to. Nothing management people is like grow people while grow our venture and hope everyone to grow, hope everyone to learn to build a successful venture. That's definitely something I need to learn. Yeah. Well, let's let's flip over a little bit to the to the Kickstarter campaign itself. So, um, you know, you put out there a twenty five thousand dollar goal and you you know you raised over one hundred five thousand, one hundred six thousand, I should say. Uh, so, what was kind of like an overall marketing strategy that you put together before you launched the campaign? Um. To be really frankly, <laughs> we had the worst marketing plan. So I we tried to launch Kickstarter for many times since last year, or near be able to pull off for numerous reasons. I have no money to pay for video, no money to when I have no money to marketing any sort. Besides paying favor, five dollar, you know, per gig. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. <laughs> so um yeah, finally we'll be able to launch it. We created Excel sheet, you know. Our plan is don't rely on any single plan. <laughs> this is our plan. <laughs> Do everything you can. Uh, you can. So I will learn a lot from a lot of more successful venture who run. You know, we talk with Nokia who run actually raised more than a million dollar on Kickstarter, and Revar who raised like eighty something on Kickstarter. Those I, I know personally. Talk with him. Mm-hmm. I know like I need have a big email list which I don't have. We only have a uh, hundred people email list. Uh, we know right. like we, we need to do PR. Yeah, I know that, but we have no money to pay PR form. Uh, we should should have ourselves and basically no one reply. Um, you know, like all the stuff I know we should have, well, we try to have, but we just don't have the money. And while we're in school, we don't either have much time either. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we had a, uh, you know, a really a, a horrible plan. Like, reach out to 2,000 people within the first three days. This is the goal. Um, how we reach out the goal is go to talk to professor. Let the professor put your link on their lecture slide. Go to talk to professor. Let the professor go, you, you know, let you talk in front of their big lecture class, stuff like that. Right, right. How, like, uh, but later I figure out it doesn't really contribute to revenue because college students are pretty poor, so yeah. they have no money. Right. But good part is um yeah, it was the first three day was really pure by luck. Um you know, like just people love their product. We were like pretty trendy in the first three days. We just like new and popular under Kickstarter and people like it totally blew our mind the first twelve hours. Um yeah, I mean like just non stop working the first twelve hours. Like not even eat meal property um just Keep sending out email to other people that I know. Tag people on Facebook, friends. Make it go as viral as possible. Right, right. Yeah. 
Well, so did you have any support at all through the university or, or did you not work with them uh, on this, this campaign? Is, this, this is a sad part. The university refused even to cover us because uh, it's promotion, you know, yeah. even. So like, there's actually no one in university hope us. So entirely it's like our team work hard on that and uh, we try to reach out friend family. Or the first initial momentum was come from friend family and Kickstarter back here. Only until the, after first, Two week after we reach our goal, we start to think about all right. We want to make it a little bit bigger, you know. So we had to think about how to get money to do the marketing stuff. Think about how to do PR stuff. Um, you know, before that, the entire company is very very low cost, very very low cost. Like we spend very little money compared to anyone else who doing really a campaign at at this level. Everything are done by college student. That's cool. That's so yeah so. I mean, so it sounds like you have at least some resources around you, though, to find people to at least bounce the idea off or, or, or at least, you know, talk to you or whatever it might be. It sounds like you had yeah, at yeah. least that sort of support. Yes, exactly. There are a lot of um, people willing to meet me and talk with me. You know, how do you do a Kickstarter? Our advisor also ran a Kickstarter before um, for her own. Um, yeah, LED Lego. Um, I don't know if you know that, but um, her company was fully funded as well. So we learned a little bit from her as well. Yeah. Cool. So, I mean, now this may be a weird question considering that your campaign was very successful, but if you could do a, a, an entire campaign differently today, what, would you do anything differently? Uh, I would do a lot of stuff differently. All right. <laughs> Again, like... If we got money, if we plan ahead, we will, you know, have much better, like, you know, outreach in the first couple of days. We will at least start to pay company um, to do PR early on. We will, you know, learn, like, we need to reach out to more wider audience through a different platform, like, including Gadget Flow, you know, Backer Club, we'll later start to use. And, uh, yeah, just like have a better plan, reach out to more people. And second part that I learned really hardly is traffic doesn't mean conversion. <laughs> There's one point during our oh bless you. Yeah. There's one point during our campaign that conversion rate was very low. That beginning was very high. Our conversion rate was like around six percent. Wow. Per yeah, which really was <laughs> this was really high. Why? Because beginning are those people come to the page because they like it. You know, we didn't put any marketing budget dollar. We, we do, we pay for Fiverr, but I don't think that really helped. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So so, I think there are a lot of online resources that they really taught really well how to do a good campaign. We just like, you know, didn't follow those good advice because of all sorts of reason. Right, right. So, so what happens now? I mean, you know, your campaign ended, what, Saturday, correct? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Saturday. So, you know, you're obviously waiting for Kickstarter to collect all the money and all that sort of stuff. But, but what starts to be your first, what, what starts happening when the money drops and you get all the surveys in? What, what starts to happen from that point on? Um, I thoroughly started thinking about um, team plan and uh, production plan, especially like manufacturer side. Um, our team is not experienced in terms of, you know, manufacturer deliver the real hardware product. So we have to figure out this plan. I've been talking with all different people, figure out, you know, like, we have been talking since last year, November, well, nearest, like, you know, particular, you know, manufacturer or assembly company within U.S. or supplier in Shenzhen, mm -hmm. um, you know, having or just in conversation. 
Um, still a lot of stuff to learn as the first, uh, you know, like young entrepreneur. That will be first one come to my mind. Second is a team plan. Uh, our entire team are graduating in either a week or a month. So, or my team are graduating. So it's like a big um, switch moment, a change moment for everyone. You know, end of you know college study. Um, what's what's the next for your personal plan? You know, is this along with the venture? Is this along with our you know start a future? Right. Right. So do you have to travel a lot then um, to to get the um, to get these built, or is that already kind of everything been placed and you just have to start placing the orders? Um, so we built or three different prototype um, in house uh, in our lab laboratory in university, and uh, yeah, um, so we had. F- 10, uh, 10 prototype on uh, 10, you know, prototype for beta testing like since December. This is what we've been using. Um, we didn't have any money to pay even just a, you know, tax shop within Colorado. They charge like around 10000 to 20000 just for that little quantity. We just didn't have money paid, so do everything by ourselves. Um, you know, put some personal money. Also, yeah, we got like around like $4,000 grant from university. During our accelerator program, that was the funding source. Um, another four, more than four, two thousand from you know community donation. Um, you know, as a good social cause, uh, they believe their idea. That's how we give the money to do their uh, R and D, very low cost R and D labor. You know, it's free since everyone work on this for free. And uh, yeah, we have not like be able um say like, you know, place their order or ship their product because, like, we are pretty much concerned who are we working, are we trusting, you know, like, do they have a good quality standard? We don't want to deliver an okay product. We want, like, do our best, deliver the best product we can at the same cost we are looking for and, uh, you know, have a great user experience. How it look should be much, much better than the one we say, like, you know, crap injection molding product on the market, big, bulky, you know, Touch very right, normal, right. yeah. So it's like our team have worked pretty hard on that. That's cool. So what you know? So what are you envisioning scale looking like for your company? Where do you see this idea going? So for us and for me particularly, informing is not really about a particular feature or you know a functionality or just a product, a mutag, a single product. I think it's really the like the ambitious vision that we all have, like within our team, is we think Informe can become the Internet of Things platform that give people real time access to all information of any physical object in the world. Putting a simple way, you know, Google does Google gives you free access to all content or information on the internet, right, and in real time. Right. Right. But, right. Yep. There definitely all potential. Informing can become the platform that gives you information of the physical world. Put simply, um, you exactly know when the mail package will arrive at your home in mini accuracy. Police will know when the violence gun enter campus and they will track their alarm. And exactly know um business exactly know where their inventory and you know Nike can like you can know like where's their pair of running shoes stuff like that. I know there's like imaginary scenario because if you think that far, 
don't limit yourself to you know one kind of communication protocol such as Bluetooth or Wi-Fi or GPS mm-hmm. or a pretty kind of device such as smartphone or something. But this is how we see it many years down the road is all the stuff are interconnected will become their information provider, will become their platform to you know share business right. or people those information. Of course, we respect security and privacy. Put a little bit lower level, not like that high level far away. Um, we believe like loss prevention is just the entry point of our technology and our, you know, for to the market as well. Um, if you search personal organization on Google, if you're in front of your brother, if you search about personal organization, what will come out? The first couple page basically like how to build a nice hobby, you know, some t- tips or trick, you know, to make your life more organized, organize your stuff. There's mm-hmm. no, absolutely, I've not heard any pers- like technology solution for a personal organization that works. So, Informe was not just like for people who travel and then prevent people steal from them or lose. Eventually, we can become a like technology solution to make your life more organized, more simpler. You don't have to think a lot. You don't have to worry, you know, forgetting this or losing this before heading to a meeting. How we achieve that is practical for this level of ideas. We integrate their Gmail, Google Calendar, and Google Map. Um, so we'll be able to provide much more personal experience. So, you know, obviously if you book flight, Gmail shows your fly, fly from Denver to London. And then we know when you fly and then when you are arrived, we know the weather in London. So based on all the factor, we'll generally say, all right, you need to bring a power converter since London, you know, people, they use different different charger, and uh, the time you arrive is raining, so we'll notify you bring an umbrella. Same apply if your camp your entire family going to do a camping trip. In order to plan a good camping trip with kids, it's crazy. There's a lot of stuff you need to bring, but we can automatically generate the list stuff, and you can you know, and you can add it as well to make your trip much more simpler. So this is just one fun fact scenario that. We make it apply. Man, it sounds exciting. So let's go through a couple quick ones here. Um, what, do you have a favorite book you're reading right now? Favorite book? I was reading Outliers. I spent quite a time to read about this book. Have okay. you have you heard about this book? Uh-uh, I have not. No. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's like not exactly, but entrepreneurial book. It's like change different perspective. Like you know how you think about. Success. How you think about um why people success? Yeah, it's 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 very interesting, and uh, yeah. Okay, cool. What about? Do you have a favorite like online tool that you're using at all? Oh, I love um. Let me see. There's another one. Um, I love the mail mail track or Mailchimp. Hold on. Mailchimp for uh sending out no, emails. No, Mailchimp. Uh, integrate with my Gmail. Um, you know, you can send an email later, and you can track if people are ready or oh, not. Oh, I gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, those. The, I have a. Um, I I use um HubSpot for all that stuff where I can like plan everything and send it out appropriately. But yeah, something like that. That's yeah. Those are great tools. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, so what would you tell you know if somebody was coming to you and saying, "Hey, we're going to run a Kickstarter," what would be the first thing um you'd say to them? Mm. Have a really good video. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
have a very good video. Well, cool. So where can people find out more about the Mutags, um, learn more about you, uh, maybe buy now, it, you know, or, you know, even though the campaign's in, how can somebody get involved now? Um, they can place their pre-order on, on our pre-order store through Backerkit. You can find the link, you know, through their uh, buy now button under our Kickstarter campaign page. Cool. And is there um, uh, Twitter or any social media that can pe- people can find you on? Yeah, they can easily find us on, uh, on Facebook, inform you. Um, you know, that would be, should be the first one. Yeah. Follow us okay, on cool. Facebook and uh, yeah, check out pre-order store if they are interested to buy. Awesome. Will do. All right. Well, Lang, I appreciate you taking time out of your day to uh, to chat about your uh, very successful Kickstarter campaign. I think it was a lot of great information. Um, you got a great story, and it looks like a really cool product that obviously Kickstarter people uh, dug it. So um, I wish you a lot of luck, and thanks again for your time. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for interview with me. Um, yeah. Great to talk with you, Jeff. Yeah, no problem. Thanks so much. All right, that was my conversation with Lang from uh, Mutag. Great story, huh? That's an entrepreneur spirit. You can feel it there. Um, but yeah, so the song we're listening to is a song called Shine. It was on the Ray Stable story back a long time ago. And uh, this was a kind of, a, I think this was a song that might have been going through some religious soul, some religion thoughts back when I wrote this one. And um, yeah, so, uh, so check it out. And I'll talk to you guys all later in the week. I'm picking up from where I left off. Take a step since you're closer, I'm better off. It doesn't matter where we should go. Doesn't matter for we both know. Away from me with a clever head.